this is being broadcast. So it help when you are speaking to give name and turn your machine turn your machine on when you finish speaking to your and I think and we will the only person seems not to be moving on the next point is Adrian and everybody else seems to have all the males seem to have abandoned their jackets. So you may take a jacket on this Fine. 
David's going to talk to the pension issues. The other thing that we're looking for is related party transactions on page 16 um, at the time of writing the report that we were still working on that area. Um, we completed that work and we had an identified and significant issues from that work. On
So there is already something there to, to move to if we are looking to conclude quickly that there is an issue that needs adjusted. So if there is an issue and it is adjusted, then we can move to your approving that and again, not qualified opinion. However, at this point in time, we are not sure whether the actuary's position is correct or not. And there are a number of different sort of factors which we are looking at at the moment, including um, the uh, investment returns which are used to calculate the INS 19 report. Theoretically, uh, if your figures are consistent with the main pension fund, then the investment returns that are used to calculate your figures should be consistent with that of the pension fund. <coughs> Using the actuary's report, uh, we get a figure of about 8.15% return that's taken into consideration. But if we look at the pension fund, that figure is about 8.9%. So it's not quite the same, and in fact, it's, 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 it's too different for us to accept that as being consistent. So there are, there's another, another factor, I won't go into any more detail at this stage, but uh, just suffice to say that there are still issues which we need to resolve with the actuary to be sure about what we actually need to take. But at this stage, what it means is that you are unable to approve the final decision on the accounts because we don't know the answer to that question. Thank you. Can I just ask one question? When did you know about this? We had uh, information in respect to the pension fund uh, last Friday when we had uh, a figure calculated. Uh, which was this, this different, this 30 million pounds in the context of the fund overall, which is 0.41% uh, difference. Um, the issue for Crufflesford, uh, compared to some of the other districts within Essex, is that uh, we had decided with Greens that you didn't need to adjust um, the McLeod judgment. So the, the item in respect of assets is an immaterial item, in, it's in isolation. And had you adjusted, for McLeod, as other councils have done, you wouldn't have a cumulative position. So we identified that there was a cumulative position earlier this week. And when did you tell sorry, when did you tell our officers? We were discussing that yesterday. So would that be virtually a week given to the council already be The item was flagged for review on Monday and was worked through and then discussed with your officers yesterday. Councillor Crystal, you found out about this, this item on Friday, but you already knew about the cloud issue. So surely you were dealing with a patient weeks ago. Why did you not identify it then? It's the combination of the two items, because uh, the general position is that the item related uh, to the was a not material combination is working that through here locally that's taken time to, 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 to appreciate there was a material problem overall. So when you were working on the pensions it was there but you didn't know exactly how much it was going to be until prior. Is that what you're telling me? Yes that's correct. And you didn't think to warn us about that before Friday when you first found out about it many weeks ago. No, because the information which came through from the actuary in respect to that complication only came through on Friday. So, so 
what you're actually saying is this is a, almost a dispute between you and the actuary. Uh, it's, it's an audit challenge of the position. Um, we, we're not um, we're not arguing. We're just trying to get clarification about where we are on this discipline. Councillor Dino, which one did you go to? Councillor Khan. So thanks for this very clear, uh, helpful explanation. So um, uh, what's the response from the management team? Uh, how have you treated this in the past and why why wasn't the adjustment made in the first instance? Is that something that you just, this is customer practice that you've done before? Uh, were you not aware of, 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 of the changes that were required? Because there's a level of, sorry, because there's a level of materiality, then this is normal practice not to adjust everything. Uh, and the position we were in when we sent the paperwork around last week was that the total was below the materiality level, therefore, What is this uh, grey, black, and a red band at the bottom with a white circle? The, 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 intention, the intention of the circle was to show uh, a position on a sort of sliding scale, uh, aggressive and very prudent uh, accounting as to where we roughly thought you were in terms of the financial plan. Um, and we thought that you were sort of pretty much middle of the range. Is that, is that overall? I mean, I don't see anything like that on any other pages. to on, on page 17. Uh, the heading at the top of the page is not requiring additional consideration. I'm just referring to loans yet to be drawn down. I, I think that's what, that's what it's addressing. Um, what's not clear to me 
from reading this, I, I understand it got some relevance to page 88 on the on the annual accounts. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my head around whether the council is doing the right thing, whether this is a change of process in the way um, as yet liabilities that still don't get exist but could exist in the future. Could you just explain that please? I think, I think this is sorry. This, this is not sort of a commentary on um, the activities that you're, you're doing. This is simply a matter of how they should be accounted for. Um, and I think last year um, this, the proposal had been to account for them as effectively as a, as a derivative. So it's sort of a, a sort of an option position. And that's not how we interpret the, um, the, the standards. And our interpretation actually is consistent with all the other um, sort of major firms uh, and, and some of our particular manuals. So we, we check through to the various different um, firms and manuals to make certain they're not uh, out of line, and every single one of them agrees with our interpretation. So um, what we've done is um, we looked at the accounts at a fairly early stage to identify if there's anything we, we were wanted to question. We did question it, we have talked it through, um, officers have sort of worked through uh, the implications of, of um, uh, changing the accounting to how we'd interpreted it. Um, it actually is a much simpler way of accounting for things, so it's not it's a lot less complicated um, than the previous set up, so it should be easy to understand. Um, but I think the key thing is that this was dealt with before we got to the draft account stage, so uh, I think that, that's, that's, that's the way it should be. That's a, this was a very good example of how we have worked proactively with you to deal with something so that when you issued your accounts in draft, we already had this there. We didn't come in afterwards and say, well, actually, I think that's wrong. We've already talked about it, we've already made the adjustments, it's already put there. So, and then the end, the end result, as I say, is a, is a much simpler way of accounting for um, the position than that previously been the case. Can I just finish this one? Yeah, if, if I can, Chair, just to clarify on that one.
We'll have to adjourn, but I will ask our chief executive, Don French, to explain where, what the next steps are. So um, you're quite correct, Chair, uh, that the item, uh, uh, so eight on this particular item needs to be adjourned because it can't be concluded, uh, as will be the case with the statement of accounts that item four. Uh, so um, it is a it is a motion without notice that somebody will need to put to the meeting that uh, the uh, item. So in accordance with Rule uh, 11.2, that uh, the debate is adjourned on item three, and that will obviously need to be seconded and uh, carried. Uh, that's in accordance with our constitution. So we could invite somebody to do that. Chair, will then be constitutionally correct. Quite prepared to make that motion that the matter now be adjourned and be dealt with. I think the time to de deal with it would be half an hour or so before the council meeting next week. That would get us into our. We have to get this signed off by the end of the month. Second. 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 So just a period, I may. So we're going to adjourn it now, to understand. Um, so uh, before the council meeting, you expect us to go through the annual the, 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 the happy document? No. Right, just clarify that for me, please, Chair. No, I'm just dealing with the audit. With the audit, please, please. So, thank, thank you. We will now do a similar thing with the, the heavy document, but the, because there's only one area, i.e. the pension side, my pension accrual needs to be changed, but any other questions you have relating to the main accounts are valid and for you to ask now. Right. So can I put that motion? Can I just uh, raise a question? I've got in my diary for the 30th, which is next Tuesday, something on mental health training from 6 o'clock, and I had in my calendar a possible adjourned meeting on the 31st. So the intention had been for us to run some short uh, information sessions for members the hour before each full council, but uh, we're now aware that the residents would have a group meeting in that hour and that it's not possible to do the information sessions. So the proposal would be that this uh, uh, meeting uh, resumes at half past five on Tuesday, which will enable the other meeting to take place. So it would it would be a short item uh, to explain. Hopefully by then that we've got a, uh, a clear uh, accounting opinion from our auditors, and therefore to, to sign off the uh, statement of accounts in order for us to sign them before the before the statutory deadline of the 31st of July. But we felt that as members were coming into the council it made sense not to um, uh, make two journeys and of course we'll provide refreshments for those who are going to then have a much longer Well, I, I mean, I'll go along with that. I would advise against having group meetings immediately before council meetings, but that's not for me to. That's not my decision. Thank you. I think it's important. I don't think it's going to take half an hour. Right. Now can we move to item 
excitement, I didn't take the vote. Anyway, I, I propose him seconded by my colleague. Um, to all those in favour? I think that's 100%. Okay. Now move on to the main statement of accounts themselves. Um, Mr. Eagles, would you like to in introduce us?
between the Secretary of State and Bradford and the county. Um, there's also reference here to the pension fund and the cloud judgment. I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. I think we've, we've probably talked about that quite enough for tonight. But if anyone's got any questions they want to ask from an officer point of view, more than happy to answer them if we can. Um, obviously, it doesn't refer to this new item um, around pension, but again, Mr. Eagles has spoken to you about that, so I won't reference that either. Um, and then we've actually got the document. I understand you've all had the document um, since last Friday. I'm more than happy to take any questions um, on any items in there or any queries you've got around any of these figures. Um, there will be changes, as we say, once or maybe not, once we've got this um, other issue out of the way. But in the meantime, I can answer that what's in there now. Thank you. Are there any, thank you. Are there any questions on relating on the big pack of accounts? I think Councillor Khan, you were indicating you might want to ask something. Thank you. I apologize. I was before me. Right. Not far away, so hopefully um, yeah, you can help me on these things. So, uh, really, uh, if I can turn to um, the narrative page, um, the first page, we talk about council employees. Um, just a minor point, really. Uh, you talk about uh, gender uh, breakdown there, but there's nothing about race or disability. And I noticed on the internal audit there was something around the qualities that we needed to uh, think about. So, is that uh, just your standard text that you wish to use, or, or could that be changed? I don't know. Um, there is something around. Um, is there an opportunity, uh, I don't want to keep banging on about this, but is there an opportunity just to put a statement around the government arrangements for a spy in this report and look to officers for that, they feel that that's important in terms of transparency? It's a simple statement around governance. I know that we are yeah. waiting for you to provide yeah. one. Yeah, I think changing this document would be difficult at this stage, but yes, um, and the reason you have a Um, there are, uh, again in the narrative, um, there is a page 58 actually, if I can go to that, 15.25 partnership schemes. Partnership um, consists of Oxford District Council, that particular paragraph. Uh, you talk about Federation of Small Businesses, Sustainable uh, Uppersford, Local Councils, and the Learning and Skills Council. Uh, the Learning and Skills Council was dissolved by an act of parliament, my understanding. So, uh, why, why is that actually in here? And is that, who have you been paying the money to, if any? I apologise. I think, I think, although that's still in there, I don't think they're actually part of that whole partnership scheme. I think it's something that's been properly costed. So it's a copy and paste, it's an error then, is it? it? it it's likely um, a, a typo over yeah. here. I will look into that and let you know in time for next week. If you could, I'd be grateful. Yeah, As I said, the Learning Skills Council no longer exists. Yes. It was resolved by Parliament. Um, the reason why I say that, I used to work for <laughs> um, Okay. Thinking about, um, well, probably I'll come on to the fees that we pay our auditors. Uh, maybe that's a separate discussion that we have given 
get the impression that um, you're saying that there's going to be very little opportunity to change the narrative then. No, the comments that I've made thus far. No, we, can, we will change some of it if, if you show me. The accounts haven't been approved, so we can change some words. So there is an opportunity. Yes, then. there is, yes. Yeah, I think there, there is an opportunity. I mean, obviously, today is week, it is Thursday. Uh, we've got to get this all ready for you um, so that you can read it again ahead of Tuesday if there are any changes. So, but um, yes, we'll do our best to make narrative changes. Okay. Um, the last point for me, just from the narrative, and perhaps I'll, I'll keep quiet for somebody that's gone the numbers. Page 123, uh, 3-1-1, uh, you talk about standards, and I'm on the standards committee, it was a question that I did ask the officer, which was amazing to give me that answer at that time, but it's actually here. Um, just thinking of closing off, uh, and, and you know, I wasn't part of this council last year, there is council to, but you're talking about allegations received a breach of conduct. If we're signing these things off, could there be a statement to say how many of these cases have actually been signed off? Would it be helpful? reference again. It is um, page one, two, three of the final accounts, three point one one. Because it just leaves it open, and I'm not sure if it's wise to keep it open. If you've signed them off, fine. If not, if they're carried over, and I think we should make a statement saying that the investigations are continuing. We'll, we'll talk to the government officer and see if we can get something in there. Um, I'll come back on some numbers if I may, but I'll hand over to somebody else. Anybody else wish to make a comment or shall we let Councillor Khan go a bit further? Yeah. Uh, Councillor Storm. Thank you, Chair. Just one minor point, a uh, very pedantic one. Do please forgive me for that because it's, it's only a typo but a significant one. Um, on page 73, refers to something that I've never heard of and I would have done having had a lifetime of local government. Forgive me for this, it's a London Borough of East Leeds. <laughs> on top of the top patch. It's one of the two tiny the Borough of East Lee, or London Borough or something else. We'll make sure we amend that in part of this time. Thank you, Chair. So, is that, is that likely to be Ely, Ely, or East Lee?
won't find it in one specific place in the accounts. It's dotted through. So in the, within the CINES, there is an element of that. It, it's, sort of, it's, not, it's not a specific section. Okay. So it's dotted through. But what I can do is I can um, send to members a list of all the grants that are included within these accounts. Well, I mean, and, and if you were... I, it went to Cabinet last on the 15th of July. I think I saw so much it referred to that paper. Yes, yes. But it's no specific, I mean, you're saying within the, this particular document, um, it's not just one item, it's across. No, there, there, there's, quite, there, there's numerous amounts of individual grants that are given out, a total of 600,000. Okay, and just why is that again a very naive question, why we spit it out that way rather than just one word? What, what, sorry, I'm well, I can't see. You, you say you split it out in, in whereabouts. Where can I see how that's been dealt with? The six hundred thousand pounds in grants. It's, it's, it's included in the total amount in the um, in the Thank you. 
thing is we've already gave a fifth of the amount of we looked at in more detail on our rolling program. I think we think that um, perhaps we're doing ECB from housing groups where we within the housing stock. In fact, it's just thanks to those I've done on a very detailed and then and then obviously you've got the bedroom groups, so you've got two bedrooms, three bedrooms, different groups of properties. I came across it somewhere in this documentation. I don't know where it was, frankly, so I won't pursue it any further, other than perhaps to ask that our auditors are satisfied through your work with the way it's been conducted. Good. Um, Mr. Eagles, would you like to comment on that as requested by Councillor Dean? This question um, are we happy with the way the valuations have been unsafe? Yes, the, the assets are being valued at essentially their values by what yes, will be appropriate today, not based on some historical cost or each each classification asset is valued or we have confirmed that it's valued in accordance with the way the federal capacity development. Um, so in the vast majority of cases it is based on a market value asset today. Uh, in some cases, there are, there's, there's a proxy cost, but uh, things like buying um, um, vehicles, things like that, 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 that would be would be sort of on a cost basis. But things like social housing, council houses, that's based on uh, a particular type of um, uh, existing use value, um, discounted for the fact that it's social housing. Um, buildings are based on um, what well, we we have a cost for what we are happy from our work that you have value things for each different each separate class of asset in accordance with the way the code would ask you to. Yes, thank, thanks for that reply. I mean, the reason I'm asking the question is I've been finding out elsewhere tiers of authority seem to have different ways of doing it, and I don't know whether you're familiar with town and parish councils and whether they operate differently or whether that's a different regime to totally from the one that you're operating. Town and parish councils is a completely different regime. Uh, they're not required to comply with the code in order to just, they're, they're, they're too small to have an applicable to them. Thank you. Well, thanks for that answer. Okay. Again, again, I think we will have the same motion as we had a moment ago for the first part. If there's no more questions, uh, these be withdrawn. That these be adjourned and dealt with at the meeting on Tuesday. And I, I propose that. Second that. All those in favour? That is carried unanimously. And we'll then move on to the next item on the agenda when we ask the cyber security update. I think our chief executive was going to leave us now because she has been. Thank you for your attendance. And also, thank you very much, Angela and Emma, for your attendance as well.
just raises a question as to whether in, in total um, the organisation of the council is, is robust enough whether we've got um, enough capacity there. I don't even know, for instance, how, how one goes about assessing the amount of resources needed for internal audit and how that varies from authority to authority to the sun. I think, um, Councillor Dean, you can be aware that we've lost the services of our member, Sheila, mainly because she was yeah. doing GDPR work, which took up a year at the time, virtually. But now she's got up to the full strength that she feels that she needs. No, I recognise that, I've read that, but the thing the question that's to be asked is whether that's best way of going about it, whether we think we should be seconded in to, to fill the gaps or, 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 or not to divert this resource away from Nashville, away from the team for things like that. I mean, I don't want to go into the ins and outs of the pros and cons of the skills and so on. It's just to seek some assurance that there is um, oversight there to, to, to make clear decisions as to how we handle the, we've, we've been talking about external audit and the problems that they've had, so you know, it, it's obviously not unique to us that we, we have resource loss temporarily often, so it is looking for some assurance that it just doesn't, isn't just allowed to happen. Any changes like this chair come through with the corporate management team and indeed would actually be agreed by the Dawn Roger and myself um, taking account of all the risks that we go along with those sort of decisions. I'm not expecting anything like GDPR legislation to come up in the next few years. So um, Sheila was best placed to deal with the GDPR for us and she might be took that one on and we made sure that there were sufficient resources for working with my appearance sickness by one of the auditors. But, um, Decision, we were satisfied that there was still enough resource in place to use the assurance that we needed. Thank you. 
assessment on the Internal Audit Annual Report and Opinion. The recommendation is that the Internal Audit coverage, the Internal Audit Opinion and compliance with public sector internal audit standards are noted. All those in favour? Thank you. Sorry, Chairman, might I just realise that there was an appendix A, and uh, I would like to ask a question if I might, um, on the second one on the list, corporate quality and diversity, where it says audit opinion a little. Um, how is that littleness, smallness being addressed? Andrew, could you, Sheila, could you answer that one, please? Yeah, um, in, in one slide, you actually um, give a brief detail of um, yeah, the little Sean's opinion. It was because of the number of recommendations and the, the risk level of recommendations that we made. Um, the um, corporate management has taken on board those recommendations, and a lot of work now is progressing in that area. I did um, copy all of you in with a copy of the final report and the recommendations that went into that. Um, one has already been implemented. The main thing was actually getting a resource in place that would actually take on that responsibility of getting quality and diversity. It's something that has slipped off the agenda a bit in the case. But it's, it certainly has been picked up. In, uh, we'll be coming on to the work programme for 2019 uh, 20, and you'll see in that one of the audits we're doing is a follow up audit on the quality and diversity to, to make sure that. And that it's consolidated into the organisation, which is what my fourth label for year. But, yeah. but that, that was, it, it, as I say, if you look through the recommendations, you'll see that there, yeah, there, 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 there is um, some that kind of flavour of some of the recommendations, and this is something that, that should be ongoing. Okay, I think we can move on to the next item. Sorry, sorry. This is my ignorance, I'm afraid. Um, it's on uh, appendix I, and it's the column audit opinion. Uh, we've got little satisfactory substantial. Is that a risk factor or is that something else? Uh, the, the, the audit opinion is, is, is formulated based on the number and level of recommendations that we, we make within an audit. With the final report that goes out with any audit, we also attach the sort of matrix that explains how we actually calculate these things. And it, it is also included in the, so the next item I'm about to, to talk to at the, the end of our uh, work program. If I can yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, we have four different levels, substantial, um, that would mean there's only two very low risk levels. Thank you, Sheila. We'll move on to, well, to your, next, your next report, which you can cover some of those points here in Berkshire. The next item is the internal audit strategy in the work program for 2019-20. And we're being asked, in due course, to approve the revised internal audit strategy in the work program for 2019-20. That's a two-page report. Would you like to speak to it, Chair? Yeah. Um, thank you, Chair. Yes. Um, the the um, strategy and work program, members who were at the previous meeting, uh, the committee, and I, I've ordered a draft um, 
I'm initially drafting the programme for the area that we were looking for, hoping to look at. This uh, strategy work programme actually then consolidates that and explains how we have um, calculated the resources we've got available, um, gives a breakdown of the type of, of, of the, the type of audits that we'll be undertaking. Um, because obviously we are not starting 2019-20 audit work until the beginning of July, um, we have in effect got a nine-month programme, but we've actually worked it so that probably only an eight-month programme, so we've built in a little bit of contingency there. Should any of my auditors or my for any reason be unable to, to fulfil our, our, our work um, at any time in the coming months? I mean, I'm pleased to say I now have um, safely fully staffed. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to take any questions. Any comments, uh, Councillor Carl and then Councillor Dean? Okay, thank you. It's a really helpful paper. Uh, very clear. Um, just a couple of queries, really. So, uh, the uh, internal audit program is obviously based on risk. Um, so, can you just briefly talk to the committee about what you see the big risks are on the corporate management team, and also has the cabinet addressed the strategic risks for Uttlesford, um, uh, and how does that feed into the uh, internal audit? Yes, we, we try as far as we can to have the risk internal audit. The first thing when we're looking at what audits we will be um, considering for, for the coming year um, <coughs> is looking at the corporate plan and the corporate risk register. From that, there are also um, um, the strategic risks on the register. I mean, I'm, I don't... Well, what are the risks that they could identify on the register? I haven't got it to hand. So um, I, I don't have it to hand. No, no, that's right, but I think as a matter of just as a matter of procedure, should it not be given to the committee so that the committee understands what the key risks are for the corporate management team as well as if if, if I can the corporate risk register comes to this committee uh, on a regular basis. Is it part of the agenda? It is on the last agenda. agenda. Yeah. Great. Thank you. It will be on the next bit. Fabulous. Thanks, Chairman. Uh, I'm Dean here. Uh, I'm looking at paragraph 413 and I see that we are providing 20 days to ensure we've got irregularities or maybe it means something else. Kind of really, my question is what does irregularity actually mean and what do you do? Irregularity. That would cover anything. Uh, I mean, there is a slight explanation underneath this, but it would be the provision of any investigation that we might need to do on internal matters. So, if someone was to come to us with a potential fraud, that those uh, days would probably go. Wouldn't. We have those days set aside to do any potential investigations. And, and do you keep records of the investigations that are carried out? Sorry, Chair. Sorry, Councillor Carl. Sorry, Chair, if I may. <coughs> I just looked at the agenda. Did you say the risk register is on the agenda? No, it would normally. Right, it's not, but it is a the agenda item to confirm that for this committee. Will be. An agenda item next next meeting. Well, fabulous, thank you. Normally comes to every meeting. Thank you. With, with, the, with the accounts, etc., 
this quarter there's been three that have turned into record status. So first of all, there's KPI 07B, which is the average number of days lost per employee through long-term sales absence. And this is actually the first time in four years that the KPI has not achieved target. Um, and primarily it's because there are two members of staff for long-term sick, but one has now returned to work, and the other one has been, has been progressed through the council sickness procedure. So we feel that this indicator should hopefully return to target again by quarter two. Um, the next one that contained the rest of was KPI OSA, which is the average relapse time in days for relapse, including time spent in work. And the report on the particular indicator performed has been taken to the Housing Board, detailing the actions which have been implemented by the Housing Team in order to improve. And indeed, officers are still continuing to monitor this indicator and working proactively to improve performance. And further updates will be brought to this committee where appropriate. And finally, KPI 12, which is the processing of planning applications, minor applications. Um, as previously detailed in previous GAP sessions, officers have established an action plan and are continuing to implement this to ensure the current challenges are worked towards. One thing I just want to say is that whilst this indicator isn't achieving its target 75%, attainment has drastically improved. So for quarter three, 2018-19, we attained 49.02% is yeah. actually a national figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a benchmark statistic that the Ministry of Housing Foods and Local Government has set that is sort of the level of attainment that we would hope to desire to get to the council to ensure that we the best service for the panel. Um, I'm obviously aware that quite a few of you probably haven't seen the performance indicators before necessarily in this meeting. So if you have got any questions about how the data is derived or how it's calculated, then I'm more than willing to take It's going to be then, a, then again probably one of my silly questions. Um, looking at the very first one you've got on the program, it's the one about meets. Yes. Yes. Um, got a little bit performance notes on the end. Mm -hmm. You've only actually achieved that percentage once of 95% in the last year. In fact, in the last five recommendations. Do you not think that maybe your target is too high?
also limited because um, election times are over something really, really busy at the office, and there's a lot of support that has to be provided to the electoral team there. Jeff, what are you doing the election work on 4 to 1, 2018 and 19? District Council? Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there are elections, I think, three out of every four years. Yeah, first brought up 2018-19 to me is in 2018. District elections were in 2019. No, there's, there's elections, there are different elections each year. So there'll be county elections, there's police and crime commissioners. Yeah, there are elections every three, three out of every four years there are elections. Okay, that's fine. I'll just, I'll, it seems to me that maybe you're aiming at just that, that bit too high. It, it's a target that we used to hit, so I, I think we, we'd be reluctant to take it down any further than something we should aim Thank you, Councillor Dean. Yes, thank you. And I would be uh, reluctant the target to be relaxed as well. So, and uh, wish everybody the best in hitting back on target. So, I'd like to look at the next one, um, where it seems that consistently uh, the performance is so far within target at 100%, uh, averaging out at three working days to meet uh, searches, whereas the Target is only 10 work, is, sorry, is, is as many as 10 work today. So the question that arises to me have we got too many people doing that, or is should the target be less than 10 working days? I think I do think it needs to be reviewed because it's so relaxed as to not be worth measuring. As it stands at the any, any comments, Rob? Yes, I think um, this particular indicator has been related to align with statutory guidance for us completing. Land charge to contain working days, and we've done the benchmarking quality and the benchmarking. What I'm getting at is because nevertheless set an internal target which is better than uh, whoever it is expects it to be within 10 days, rather than this seems deaf to have something that is 100%. And why, why present it if it's, all, if it's so easy to meet it? That's, that's why. I think I think your point is well made. I think it, I think it'll be considered. Councillor Stockman, I have a mayor. Oh, Councillor oh, Dean. Um, I, I think this probably um, goes back to the last point, the, the one about sorry, it's um, director of public services communities. I don't know what page it's on. Page eight. Level of achievement attained under the policy framework and local government. I can't quite understand what the measure is, but it's, it's got a red blob and we're going to just start doing it. So is that related to the discussion we had earlier on the internal audit that we're not up to scratch on the qualities? Uh, yes, if I can respond to that. Um, the, 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 the target is a new target for 2019-20, which has come out of the internal audit um, of people's and the like products is that we need to be measuring it. We are looking as a council to become an achieving authority at the moment. We are a developing authority. And so they, some work has started on it, there's still a lot of work to do. Thanks very much. And I think the last point I'd like to ask about is on page 9. PI 16, number of households living in 
temporary accommodation, which seems to be going downhill. Um, and I, I think I'd like an answer probably offline as to what's happening. For instance, are we running out of um, affordable housing? And is that a message to the planning committee, which has recently been refusing quite a lot of applications with significant problems of affordable housing in them? I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think it's. These are the things we need to get our head around as to what's, what's going on and why things are deteriorating and what action needs to be taken to correct them. I think, broadly speaking, with this particular indicator, because the um, government have introduced the Homelessness Reduction Act in 2017, and what has happened as a result of that is that the housing options service here have more, they have more work to do in prevention, first of all, before it gets to the point where someone is homeless, so they will provide as much as possible accommodation as soon as they can do before they actually hit the homelessness point. The, the whole point now is on prevention as opposed to reaction after when they've lost the point of homelessness. I'd like to refer to housing board actually next time we could probably have a more detailed report there on yeah. housing board and how the most recent committee was deferred. Sorry, I do have one, one further one on planning. It's PI. 46, which was on page 10. And I, and I question this measure because this is measuring the percentage of appeals that are upheld, sorry, but yes, that are upheld as a percentage of the total number of applications that the council deals with, which and it says, oh, it's I think it's saying it's 3.61%, isn't that good because the target's 8%. But isn't the, me the thing that ought to be measured the actual proportion of applications that are refused and good, uh, and the proportion of those that um, are upheld, and therefore the council got it wrong, which is more like a third?
the so so the both of these both of these um, forms indicate that the newly introduced must be our board six and board seven are a combination of one which we wanted last year that was collectively for major and non-major. Now the reason that um, we have introduced these is because the government and the Ministry of Housing, the Ministry of Housing and Communities and Local Government assesses our ability to make the quality of our decisions through both major and non-major. They define it within those particular limits. So therefore they make different percentages as well. So I think for I think the target is under 10% of the national um, level for the major one and I believe it's like 6% of the non-major. I'm more than happy to um, come back to you with more details. No, it was just a question of yeah. being imposed upon us. If they are imposed upon us, we are obliged uh, to implement them. But, Councillor, it is to my mind, um, and I have a little experience in this, it's a nonsense the way it is. It is virtually meaningless. It would be far more relevant to measure the quality of decision in an objective manner. Because, and I'll explain it in that. It would be quite easy, on the basis of the measurements here, to be, for us to be perfect. That is all we have. To do. All we have to do is approve everything, and nothing goes to appeal, and we end up with a perfect score. But the, the question is, um, as I say, this objective assessment. There is only one possible scope for that, and that is our performance at peak. And okay, it rests with the inspectors, they're not perfect, but it, it is an independent, objective assessment from someone who hopefully knows what they do. And I would propose that we, we may have said exactly this, we introduce this other one. I think it used to be the case in years gone by that this is what the government required. And I can understand that. It is, it is effective. But the main thing about the quality of decisions, in my experience, is the quality of the reports. They are, I have to say, less than perfect. Most are, and most authorities are, but ours are not far off. I've made this point at planning committee, um, and at the first meeting, changing the report the procedure which in my view should be followed resulted in a totally different decision which made to my mind a better performance a better decision and that is what we're about yesterday uh, a member attended or sat on planning committee for the first time as a substitute and he commented at the committee that um, I didn't see I didn't understand where the recommendations came from now, that can be rectified quite easily. And indeed, the planning committee has already set up a group that's looking at improvements. And you won't surprise to know that I've already jumped onto this particular bandwagon of eager to progress subtle changes. Senior officers are on that group. They are on board with this process. So hopefully, we will get there. But in the meantime, for the number crunching, um, yes, we have to limit it to it's the only sensible way forward in my opinion. Okay. I think that's a council need to. Thank you. Okay, thank you for that comment. Um, 
Mr. Stone, would you like to just comment on that? Will we change? Would we bring in a different standard? Just go. Um, yeah, well, I can, I can definitely look into it. We're going to speak to our planning department. We've got the form that you can take. Okay, if there's no other questions, oh, yeah. Councillor Carl. Sorry. I do apologise. Forgive me for asking all these very naive questions. Um, um, what's troubling you that should be troubling us in terms of trends for performance if you're monitoring performance? If we were to meet again next time, your judgment today would be where are we at? What's troubling you that should be troubling us? Um, I think, broadly speaking, as I've said, most indicators aren't performing. There are um, there are a couple of concerns that we have with the performance team. We have spoken to the government about that, and indeed we have discussed them here. So, for example, the boys indicator, and indeed we have been looking at that within the housing board as well. Um, Really helpful. So, what I'm hearing then, so something around the contract and attending the contract management of the provider. Uh, um, is that correct? Not necessarily around the contract management. <coughs> I think from a performance perspective, it's making sure that we have the right contract to help us improve our performance on those indicators. So, it's your commissioning process is identifying the right provider, but then you have to have the good contract management to ensure. Yeah. And do you have? What's your confidence level of your contract management procedures? Um, we have a set of procurement uh, teams that control it. Personally, when we're not necessarily involved with any procurement activities, um, I guess ours, our role is more to see, once things are implemented, how effective they are. So from that perspective, we wouldn't have direct input. I personally have worked in the housing uh, department before, So one that we need to be keeping our eye on in terms of performance is for it stay. So that's troubling that you, that should trouble us as a risk. Yeah. Um, there will be trends, I think, as we move through the year and our role will be to bring our concerns to this group and sure. discussion. Okay, it's very helpful, thank you. Uh, can't, uh, shoot the rocks. 
Yes, on, on the, 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 it also goes back to you were asking me how high is the, the risk um, element of uh, that we are identifying with the internal audit program. Um, we look at the corporate risk risk. The next thing we look at are performing KPIs and, and PRs. Um, and the on notice um, always is actually on our program for looking at as are other areas where there have been um, like development management we will be looking at areas that are similar to Okay. Um, that, that, I think, concludes the meeting. Thank you for your attendance. I would remind you that we are having an adjourned meeting on Tuesday, 5.30, to do finalise the accounts. Hopefully, we'll get them finished by then. I would thank all for your attendance and good, good journey back.